Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Walk On Podcast. I am your host, John Fairbanks. Today is, we're going over episode two of the Untold Swamp Kings companion episodes. So this is a companion episode that goes along with episode four, excuse me, episode four of the Swamp Kings um, docuseries on Netflix. I have a guest with me today. Uh, his name is Chris Pintado. He and I play together on Florida's team. So we both were playing at the time of episode four that spans kind of essentially from the Georgia game from 2008 all the way through the 2009 season. We don't even get to the Sugar Bowl, but we're going to talk about the Sugar Bowl. Damn it to hell, because there's things to talk about there and we'll get there. But we're um, going to talk. So if you haven't watched the Untold series, right, Swamp Kings, if you haven't watched on Netflix yet, this is going to go along with that final episode, episode four. And um, it's going to be companion episodes. So go watch that, come back and then listen to this. And um, Chris, it's really great to have you. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. Um, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, my name is Chris Pintado. For everybody that doesn't know me, um, I played linebacker at the University of Florida for the 06 through the 09 years. Um, I primarily played on special teams, so I lettered my last two years playing on kickoff return, punt return, a little bit of kickoff here or there, field goal. Uh, so I was mainly just kind of a specialist. Uh, I played sparingly on linebacker when we kind of blew some teams out. <laughs> Which is awesome. And and in true walk-on fashion, right, Chris and I were both walk-ons for the University of Florida. And because of Chris's smattering of special teams play, he's near and dear to my heart because that's exactly what I did was I was on special teams stuff as well. Chris and I both were on kickoff return in 2008, right? So 2000, yep. 2009. So can we be able to play that same that same position for kickoff return? And um, so I'm guaranteed that we'll have stories that we're going to jump into. And so let's jump right into it. So in the start of episode four, we kind of, we, we finally address the Georgia game. So Georgia game 2008. And I was super confused when we went through episode three, which is you're chronicling all of 07. And we don't talk about the fact that those motherfuckers at Georgia come out and dance in the goddamn end zone after they score the very first touchdown in 07. Yeah, that's kind of nuts. Like, I remember, I have a weird take on this. So I remember watching everybody come out, and I didn't process it at all. I honestly immediately thought that they were in crazy favorable. Um. And- I don't think that like an entire team is going to run onto the field and start celebrating. So like, yeah. I just start seeing some like big guys out there. If so I'm thinking like they're running some weird like formation or something like that, and it doesn't really like <laughs> dawn on you that everybody's celebrating until like you see like on the jumbotron essentially. Um, I'm kind of surprised we didn't start a fight to be honest with you. Like I think a lot of people are just in shock as to like what so happened. Like surprised. I look at that all I, every single time I look at that replay. I think. How did that not end up with a giant brawl? Um, mm-hmm. Because that's it's super. Yeah, like you don't do that to somebody. Like it's super disrespectful. Like in hindsight, I'm glad that didn't happen. But I'm honestly surprised with some of the guys that were on the team there. For uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I think like one of the main characters or not the main individual that's like usually in like the screenshots is like Derek Harvey. Derek Harvey. Yeah. So like I was thinking like how did that happen? And I think it's just we got totally shocked. Like nobody thinks that an entire team will celebrate 
at one point so, in time. But, yeah. So I, I have told a story about Derek Harvey in the 2007 episode. So that is going to be the episode three companion episode that I did with Blackett. Mm-hmm. So with Roderick Blackett, he and I go over episode three together. Oh, okay, and I yeah. tell a story about Ian McQuay was a walk-on. <laughs> and he was like a walk-on that was 18, but he looked 45. Cause he kind of already was like, had like, you know what I mean? Like the, the priest Catholic priest balding situation going on. Yeah. And and whatever he did, so all I'm sitting, so we're at the hotel, and I'm gonna I'll tell it again because it's too good. Cause I haven't told it to you. Because I don't know how many people were there. So I'm just at the hotel for the cap for for that what Capital One Bowl. And we're at that like hotel, it's like by SeaWorld in Orlando. And we're in the hotel, and I'm just down in the lobby, and they have the elevators that are see-through. And you see, all I see is Ian is in the elevator. I see Harvey come into the elevator and I don't know what gets said, but all I see is Harvey grab Ian by the neck and pick him up and pin him to the wall of the glass elevator and just holds him there until the elevator gets to the lobby. And then he sets him down and gets out. And McQuay comes out and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck happened? He's like, I have no idea. (laughs) I, I have no clue. And and that's like one of I have one of a couple other Derek Harvey stories that are just like mass violence, like significant amounts of personal violence towards others. Um, so for sure, it's surprising that we don't get into a brawl and um, and when we see the Georgia game go through. All right, so I have to stop for a second because it's so Chris, you've been nice enough to be able to record with us right now, but like you actively have a hurricane like over your house. <laughs> yeah, right now we're uh we're dealing with uh with the storm. It's actually trending or at least kind of veering a little north northwest, but uh still some of like the bands, the beginning of it is kind of coming through Gainesville right now. We should then have a little bit of a break for a couple hours and basically starting at 2 a.m. We'll we'll be dealing with the storm for a while. It's really inconsiderate because we're trying to record <laughs> and it's causing it to be jarred. So we'll try and be quick. Hopefully we can get through it tonight. Mm-hmm. But so, so ultimately, yes, it was surprising there isn't a fight yeah. because of Derek Harvey, a couple of the guys we have that just have hairpin mm-hmm. triggers and historically have had hairpin triggers. Yeah. And like you said, it was such a surprise that 07, they stormed the field. Um, no fights happen. We lose. 07 mm-hmm. continues to totally blow for yeah. multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. And, um, but getting to the UGA game, so getting to the Georgia game in 08, there's like, a whole bunch of shit that happens in the off season to cause yeah. still for me, a visceral hate yeah. for Georgia. Yeah. And yeah, it I'm, starts, I'm, go ahead. I was gonna say, I'm actually surprised spikes didn't bring it up because like, it still rings a bell in like my head. So like all off season on the defensive side, like we were constantly reminded on like how many yards, you know, Sean Moreno ran on that. So like 188 yards and like, <laughs> I just remember, I remember 
like one of our midnight lifts, like we had to do 188 of everything. And like, it was just 188 pushups, 100, like 188, like, and it wasn't that the task at hand was hard, but it was just like the constant reminder of how many yards he ran on us. Um, and it's just, I think when they, when they mentioned in the episode, I think it was maybe coach said like, that was like, no team has been more like ready to go, um, than any other like game specifically. Like, I agree with that. Like in any of the games, championship games or whatnot, like that was the one game that I think every single person just poured every single thing that they had out on them. Oh, absolutely. Because also whenever we had to run stadium so for every game you lost yep you had to run <laughs> one stadium yeah. in the winter and the spring mm-hmm. you had to run a stadium for every loss and again we we've i've touched on it before in previous episodes but it's if you're coming into this one right now because you love chris and you're listening <laughs> to this one for the first one of the walk-on podcast it's a stadium is running every single Christine, step yep. in our ninety thousand plus person stadium and we already had to do it years before, right? Stadiums were already a thing. We've done them before. Mm-hmm. But the stadiums we had to run in the offseason between 07 and 08, there was a whole nother fucking level because like they would bring us in and then make us watch the highlight tape <laughs> of the Georgia game. I forgot about that. Yeah. And and that was like it just it was so seated for me yeah. again. I'm not from, I'm not from Florida. So like I grew up in Southern California where I hated USC. Like the Trojans was who I hated because I grew up in a UCLA family, but the hate that I have for Georgia that was manufactured by the team in just that 07 off season is enough to where it's just like Georgia fucking sucks. I hate, that's why I'm Bob Black's like, can I say bad word? Like, can I say bad words? And it's like, yeah, you can say it's like, I fucking hate Georgia. And it's like, we fucking hate Georgia. Like, I hate the state. I hate driving through it. I hate people that live there. Like, it just is like, it just is, I hate everything that is Georgia. And it comes from just absolute legitimate brainwashing that Meyer and the strength staff did to us in that mm -hmm. offseason. Yeah, they did a good job. They got us ready. Like (laughs) They got us ready. For the task at hand to be ready for that game, like, they did their job. Um, yeah, I, I, I forgot about the whole, like watching like the highlight tapes and everything like that. Like, I just remember having to run stadiums in like six, you're running like at 6am or whatnot. It's like almost still pitch black. And like, you're in like the northernmost upper deck of the, uh, of the swamp and just like, man, it is pitch black. You barely see, I'm going to fall off. Um, but oh yeah. When you get up it, to something like the, 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 the very, high very up. North end zone. Yeah. Absolutely. Enough. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. And but, so, um, and, and Spikes isn't kidding. Like we pissed mm-hmm. on team logos yeah. in the urinals all, year. All, mm-hmm. all the time. Like that was a normal thing yeah. for sure. Yeah. No, no, that was, that, that was great. I don't know who was responsible for that, um, <laughs> but it was brilliant. Cause I remember we yeah, had just constantly having to like pee on like your opposing teams, like logo. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, like obviously, like the game itself, like most people kind of know. I think like one thing I wish they touched on more was like the timeout part of the game. Um, oh, or coach, or, yeah, like or at, at least got coach My- yeah, I wish they got Coach Myers' input on that, or at least like asked him 
like anything on that because that was great like that was just like the icing on the cake and so um, if if in case right you don't you don't know what this story is because this is deep inside baseball if have to have watched that game so we are beating the ever-living shit out of georgia and the mm -hmm. game is just so far gone and at the end meyer uses all of his timeouts to just like yeah. relish in the moment mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> i think relish in the moment yeah, I think like he was calling timeouts and just like pumping up the crowd. Like that was great to me. And then like I remember because I played on like kickoff return that game and like the game was way out of hand already. And yeah. I they, they scored towards the end of the game and like whoever it was at the time like told Rainey like just fair catch it, take a knee, like let, let just let the offense have the ball. Yeah. And you know Rainey, he's not gonna do that. No. So like we're running out, he's like, I'm 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 taking this. So I remember that because he like kind of toyed around, kind of sat there for a little bit, like he was in a fake a knee and just like took off running. Yeah. Um. I like those are kind of just like weird little plays that happened throughout the game that I remember that were. I, I just like sticks with me about how Rain was like, screw it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna score. Like I'm not gonna take a knee. Forget that. Yeah. I love it. And um, once we get done, so then the the series continues into Kentucky. Mm -hmm. and and I, and I actually I don't know if it goes into Kentucky but I made a note because yeah. Kentucky doesn't show up but mm -hmm. I had to make a note where it's like Kentucky's the fucking worst did you ever go to play <laughs> in Kentucky I did I think I played there did we travel there in 08 or 09 I can't remember we, what year traveled, we traveled we traveled to Kentucky in 08 this is the reason why I made a in note 08 okay is that so, the year that Tebow got no, I'm remember. sorry. We had them at no, we had so this is important. So Chris yeah. and I talked about this off air. We're gonna bring it up right now. <laughs> it's one of the positives that Swamp Kings has had is that it helps us remember things that we've done in our lives. And and it's funny because I said this to Chris like totally unprompted by him at all. And it's the fact that other conversations that I've had with other guys, especially walk-ons, where it's like I don't remember any, I, I, I barely remember. Yeah. Like there's so many instances that I barely remember. And the one thing that's been cool about Swamp Kings coming out is like, oh yeah, we did that. And look, mm -hmm. there I am. I forgot <laughs> I was there. I forgot I was yeah. at that game. Like it just is like, cause like brain trauma is real. And yeah. as a walk on, you're used as like um, human ground meat a lot of the time. So you're just getting just fucking yeah. destroyed on a regular <laughs> basis. And yeah. so it's, it seems to be pretty consistent with a lot of us where it's just like, I don't got it. So no, Kentucky, mm -hmm. um, 2008 was at home. Yeah. 2009 was away. And that's when Tebow gets knocked out. Yeah. That's when Tebow got hurt. Yeah. Cause I think 08, I actually got to play a little bit of like linebacker. We like destroyed them. Dude, um, so yeah. we destroy them in 08, right? Yeah. So I'm the rocker position on oh, field yeah. goal yeah that's terrible and so <laughs> i was so pumped i was so <laughs> pumped to have gotten this position right and again uh, i explained it in in the last episode but it's the point of this position was you're the edge of the field goal unit and the your entire job as a lineman is you take a hard inside step to cut off the inside gap mm -hmm. and then you kick your leg back and i think were you a wing were you like i was a wing yeah i was so, the right wing you know, I've got Pintado and he wasn't my wing. I was on, I think I was on the left-hand side. 
but it's like I got a guy that's behind me and I kick my leg back so I touch his leg so I'm in like a full like <laughs> exposed <laughs> penthouse like playboy position and I have my arm back and you're just on a cross you're just in this yeah. crucifix position and the whole goal is to get run over so I and not let somebody come off the edge and and in in this position because you're going to get run over you'll you'll take like two or three guys with you yeah Kentucky, we scored, I don't know what it fucking was. It was like 70 points in that game. And they only rushed my side on the field goal (laughs) unit. So I got so fucked up that game. Like I got like a terrible concussion. Like my wife was having to watch me like overnight and like not let me sleep. Like I got, I got fucked in that Kentucky game. Um, But the, at Kentucky, right, Tebow gets knocked out the next year. Mm-hmm. But the reason I made the note of it was, like, Kentucky was by far the worst fucking stadium that we ever played at. Like, their right. their fans were so goddamn brutal. And the way the stadium was set up was that they still was so small, a little bit like Vandy, where they, like, they're just on you. Yeah. So they're on top of you on the sidelines, just talking just mad amounts of shit. And it's like, dude, you guys are so – this isn't Kentucky of, like, the 20 teens – that like kind of got their shit together. Like this is Kentucky, like the doormat of the fucking SEC at this time. Yeah, they were terrible then. Uh, I just were brutal. I just remember, and it's funny because like my brother-in-law went to Kentucky, Um, (laughs) (laughs) and we and we and we we go to we go up there uh, a fair amount. But yeah, I just remember them like booing and cheering whenever Tebow got hurt. Um, I remember the stadium was a little weird. Uh, I don't remember the locker room. I remember Vandy's locker room. That was that was a sardine can, basically. Yeah. 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 My favorite story of a, the Kentucky game was my parents told me they were going and Jim Tart's dad was like walking <laughs> with them. Uh-huh. And Jim Tart played offensive line and was from the panhandle of Florida, like a one or two stoplight town kind of a spot. Yeah. And Jimbo's dad you know, is walking or whatever. And some folks like come up to the parents and are like running their mouths or whatever. And he like pulls out a fucking buoy knife, like out of his boot. (laughs) And it's just like telling, like, just like to fuck off. And I'm just like, 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 it's just like, yes, that is Florida versus Kentucky. (laughs) That is Florida versus Kentucky for sure. Um, but no, we eventually get so we, we we zoom it in in the we zoom in the episode for Swamp Kings. We zoom kind of just right into Oklahoma, mm-hmm. like right yeah, in touch on uh, at the SEC championship game a little bit. That's right. Mm-hmm. We do talk about it briefly. Yeah, and so two thousand eight, it were for that championship game. Where are we at? Where, what is your remembrance of of working there? I remember so like. I was always one of like, obviously I didn't play like a humongous role, but I was always one of those guys that like, it was weird. Like you just assumed Tebow and like spikes were going to carry the team to a victory somehow. Yeah. Um, and I remember that was the first game I was like legitimately concerned. Cause like, obviously Percy was hurt Got and hurt. See, like, if you ask me, my personal opinion is he was our best player, like best athlete I've ever seen in my life. Like, um, and then I like that. 
Yeah. And, and, and it actually reminded me, like, I forgot CI was on that team and was hurt. I saw him early. hurt on the sideline too. Yeah. I'm like, we never, no one said this dude's name. Talk about yeah. like a goddamn yeah. specimen. Yeah. So like going into the year, that's probably two of our like top three playmakers right there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, I don't remember too much of like the actual like game itself, except like, I remember more in 09. Um, but I just remember like having legitimate concerns of like from an offensive standpoint, like were we going to be able to like score enough? Because first he was a huge, like obviously we had a lot of weapons. We had a lot of speed and whatnot, but like he was our best offensive playmaker. Um, yeah. Like defenses have to scheme for somebody like that. And that, and we hadn't really had to deal with that majority of the year. Like you can kind of rely on Percy to make a big play and whatnot. So you kind of had to, use a lot more of rainy and Dempse, and then we see uh, some plays being made by like lewis murphy and coop and whatnot and david nelson so and hernandez hernandez obviously kind of made some big plays i think in that year for sure. but, for sure. um we had to kind of have some more people in like supporting roles that given year uh step up with, with those guys out yeah because it would have been it would have been kind of the first chance for a lot of those dudes to yeah. really be able to step into that role Correct. Yeah. Because when yeah. Percy's healthy, it's that's yeah. It's just we just go to Percy. Give him a speed sweep and then just go right. ahead and run, run out the field goal unit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember so many times being like on the other end of the field, mm-hmm. and like they just off off he goes like the brakes yeah. like an eighty yard t- be just like having to like full ass dead sprint to the opposite end yeah. of the field to get there and just be like, yeah. oh my god, I'm gonna die. Like I gotta yeah. get there. Oh yeah. Yeah, he he was not like he was I've never seen somebody like that fast in pads. So like is a little bit outside of it, but like obviously like me playing on scout team defense, like I played kind of outside linebacker. So like when you're playing scout team, you kind of flex into being like a nickel essentially. So like I had to quote unquote cover him. <laughs> That's awesome. Um but, but like, what surprised me, and, like, obviously he had, like, some injuries and nicks and stuff like that, but, like, when he practiced, he practiced hard. Yeah. And he, and he was a guy that was going to block the crap out of you in a scout team drill. So, like, that really, like, surprised me. Like, somebody like him that is, like, basically has the skill sets that he had. Like, I, I remember him as somebody, like, something that I think is, like, not really talked about like he practiced hard when he practiced and that's kind of not the case for every single superstar that you kind of um remember at least like that's what i remember him because he used to block the crap out of me (laughs) (laughs) i love that that's awesome no scout team i think is valid to be able to bring it up because right Mm -hmm. even though we were playing especially for me in 08 it's i'm just a rocker right i I have that 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 Mm -hmm. side of for the field goal unit. But other than that, I'm kind of just backups everywhere else. Yeah. Is it cause you couldn't just, you couldn't just be one position to be able to travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. had to be able to fulfill at minimum two roles Yeah, that you could do to be able to kind of get access to that, that travel team. And so even in 08, when we're starting, we're doing these other things. We're on the scout. We're on the scout teams. Yeah. And, and if that means if you were over on scout D, that means you and I probably were together in 08 on scout mm-hmm. team stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because earlier in my career, I was scout offensive stuff. Mm, okay. And then eventually I moved over to scout defensive, defensive. stuff um, and just get fucking crushed. 
<laughs> by, you know, the Pounceys and Drew Miller and mm. Gilbert and Johnson, just these guys just was like, just like toying with that edge of being a scout team hero, but not being a scout team yeah. hero. Like yeah. I was much worse about it in like 06, 07. Yeah. You're really trying to make a name for yourself mm -hmm. and earn your spot. But like, by the time we get to 08, 09, like I've gotten shit kicked out of me now enough times to where it's like, yeah. I know just enough pressure. I yeah. know the pressure to be able to put on to where I don't get motherfucked by the GA. The GA doesn't mm -hmm. get in trouble. I don't get in trouble by the, the, the offensive line coaches. And I also mm -hmm. don't get in trouble by the players. Yeah. You got to go like 85%. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like just just enough to give a look but not enough to like get anybody hurt that's embarrass big <laughs> somebody right oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's not yeah i remember it was brutal having to learn mm -hmm. um we're in i don't know what game it was um, due to the CTE that you and I both suffer from. <laughs> um, oh it's not it's funny for us but not for our wives yeah. um yeah. But it's, I have a Tory Davis story. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Tory Davis? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to bring it up in, in, in the Oklahoma part because he had a big game. So, well, I don't want to, like, this is the story of him and Strong having a conversation. Yep. Is this your story? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I was just going to mention, like, that, that play, like a play that he, uh, in Oklahoma game, like, wasn't brought up, which I thought was, like, a pivotal moment in the game. But, I, I know what the story you're going to talk about, but I don't well, remember tell, all the details. Of it. Yeah. I will tell the story of, of so Charlie Strong is mm -hmm. linebacker coach, defensive coordinator, like real ass dude. Like I really love Charlie. And Charlie had a great relationship. He was key. And again, it was a bummer not seeing. We saw Mullen, mm -hmm. right? We saw clips of Adazio. Yeah. Um, but we did, we never, you never really saw Charlie. Yeah. Like no mention of him at all. And Charlie was, a, was really pivotal because of the fact that he was African-American. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it was really, really fucking important for our lily ass white coaching staff besides our strength staff, right. Of being able to like have coach Mark, but otherwise we didn't have a lot of mm -hmm. African-American coaches with, mm -hmm. I don't know if folks know this, but it's a heavy African-American population on the university mm -hmm. of Florida football team. <laughs> yeah. Like for sure. You and I, we come in, you're a mm -hmm. linebacker. I'm a defensive lineman. We come in in 06. We're the only, probably the only, only one. Yeah. Non African-American, essentially African-American folks on the entire defensive side of the ball until mm -hmm. Duke lemons shows up. <laughs> And Trat and JT. And Trat, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a couple other dudes like eventually okay. come up, Beal, yeah. like it's a couple of these dudes come later, but otherwise it's just not, right? Yeah. So Charlie was pivotal for yeah. lots of other reasons. So Tori goes in, and again, I don't know if it's the Oklahoma game. I just remember I was there. And yeah. Tori gets a 15-yard penalty <laughs> for right excessive, you know, roughness yeah. or whatever the fuck, like after the play. And Charlie pulls his back <laughs> ass back out. And he's just like, Tori was, he goes, he tried he me, tried me <laughs> and strong without waiting a beat just goes, Tori, this is not the fucking streets. This is a football game. It's just like, sit your ass down. It's to sit him back ass down. But God, yeah. like that. Yeah. I, re I remember that. Cause like a couple of my, my friends and I, like 
use that as like a joke every now and then. He tried me, Cole. <laughs> he tried me. Yeah, good. I don't. I don't think it was Oklahoma for like because had it been uh, if 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 he did that, yeah, in an Oklahoma game, he probably wouldn't have played again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was that is a great story. I remember that. Uh, it's just like those little things like that is what kind of like sticks out of my mind. Like when I think back of like playing, like these really random little things. And just guys, guys like that. Like, do you remember mm-hmm. John Brown? Oh yeah, huh? Ham- John Brown, Hamburglar. <laughs> he is exactly what he was. <laughs> oh, so, man. so John Brown could read. Yeah. <laughs> like it just, yeah. like just, it's mm-hmm. so like it just the stories are yeah. just so out of control. And poor John yeah. couldn't make it. Obviously, yeah. he's at a. Mm-hmm a university and John can't read. Like, it just was like, it's just like, dude, what is this yeah. dude doing here? Like why in the world? And just, it's some of these guys that we had, it just is, it's it, it, cause you and I came in in 06 and just is the amount of attrition hmm. that we had of that class is just how many dudes we lost. And then when I'm talking like, yeah. walk, like when I'm talking like walk-ons, like I think out of like all the walk-ons, mm-hmm. our 06 walk-on class might've been one of the strongest. Yeah, we stuck yeah. around the longest mm-hmm. between like you, me, Miguel, Blaylock. Like there's so many dudes that yeah. kind of just Cody. kept on keeping on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, poor Cody mm-hmm. and his knees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, they're uh, probably both replaced by now. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so that gets us. So that gets us to Oklahoma. Tell tell your story about Tori in Oklahoma. Something that was missing. Yeah, no, I just thought because I remember in that game, like, and I had to, actually had to look back. Like, it was a close game and whatnot at the very beginning, low scoring, and I forgot the details. I looked it up. Like, Tebow threw an interception to uh, Gerald McCoy, so like, probably defensive tackle. Um, yeah. So probably he was like fine, whatever it was, and so they got it in close. And I remember uh, Tory, it was fourth, it was fourth and goal on like our inch yard line, um, and he was playing nose, and he made like a big stop, and like that was I think when it was like seven seven. Um, mm-hmm. so, like besides like the, obviously the really big plays that everybody thinks about when they think about that game, like obviously the first one you think about is the major right hit, which is like obviously like, that's the first thing everybody thinks about. Right. Um, or like the Ahmad Black interception. Sure. To me, probably the next one, because it was a sudden change that we, like, they got the ball probably, like, definitely on the plus side, maybe even within the red zone, I'm sure, if I look back. But it was one, it was a huge moment for us because our offense was struggling and for the defense to make a goal line stop, essentially. So I thought that that was something that was, from, like, impact of the game, like, that was huge. Yeah. yeah. The... What made for me like I had such a different experience of going mm-hmm. for the 2008 game for the national championship because I got married the day before we left. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like it's yeah. my wife and I, are, you know, we like we, we want to get married. We were going to get married mm-hmm. like in May or whatever, and like the place that we wanted to get married was like closed. Or and so yeah. it was like, well, December 31st, we don't have practice. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> That's the day yeah, yeah. we're going to get married. And then it was like, I have no, like no family or friends that are essentially going to be there. So it's just like the team's invited. So we only like, yeah. have everybody over. And so like, I have like these terrible, like we put like <laughs> disposable cameras, like on all the tables. We're so poor. Like we're yeah. so poor. 
and you guys oh, all man. came down for the <laughs> for the wedding before like the day before we then fly out to Miami. Yeah. And then that's where I had my honeymoon is in that's crazy yeah. is in Miami. Like my, my mm. wife. And then what was dope was that she got per diem. Oh yeah. Cause we're now, we're now like one. Married couple. Yeah. And so awesome. like we got double per diem. <laughs> so like we spent none of that money and that was like our grocery money for like two months or whatever Yeah, that we had all that Bowl. per diem money. Yeah. Bowl is all about trying to like maximize your per diem. And I'm oh, sure we'll, talk, we'll talk about that in the New Orleans part. But yeah, it was <laughs> it was a crazy game. Like, obviously, like I'm from Miami. So like, oh, that's it right. was yeah, it was nice to like be able to like play there, like at the, the Dolphin Stadium. And um, actually, like I remember like pregame, like see, I forget what he was working, but like one of like the guys that like I played youth football with, like his dad was on the sideline as like a photographer and stuff like that. So like being able to like see people that you knew um, was interesting. Like, I think it was interesting. I thought somebody had mentioned that like, cause we essentially stayed out in like Fort Lauderdale almost. Right. Um, I don't know if you remember. Yeah. And like that was strategically like um, picked. I thought we had the, somebody mentioned at some point in time that like coach Meyer did not want us in Miami, like South beach, which I think was smart. Uh, Why? Pray <laughs> yeah. tell. Yeah. Chris, but what caused that? <laughs> but one thing I thought, that was kind of like obviously Oklahoma was stacked. Like when I actually look back at that team, like Sam I Bradford, how good I forgot how good they were. De- Demarco Murray, uh, Jermaine Gresham. I forget who the receivers are. They had like one or two receivers. Trent Williams. Like they were absolutely stacked. Well, they were averaging like fifty points a game yeah, or something obscene. I I honestly don't like we benefited more than they did on like the kind of the layover because essentially like they were one of those teams that started the whole like probably like if i look back at it probably oregon was doing as well like they were the first team we ever played that did like fast tempo yeah and like i remember watching film and i forget what team they were playing but like a defensive tackle is looking at the sideline while like the running back is running right past them and i remember like we benefited from having those two to three weeks to like prepare for that Sure. It's like different. I remember like after every practice, we would run like in small increments, like 10 yard sprints. You'd run a 10 yard sprint and get like a second break. You run And like, I don't think without that, like, I think it may be a different game um, of, because like they were so explosive and so good. And like, we had ample amount of time to prepare for like how fast they ran their plays, which is something that you don't really think about. Like, a lot of times like in a normal like you have one game next you have you prepare for like three days and you play again like it's no for it, sure it was, it was huge yeah the tempo the tempo of our games because i haven't talked about this yet is that mm-hmm. definitely the tempos as we were preparing to go play teams for sure it mm-hmm. was it, it just was like you had game plan it's set we have mm-hmm one full padded practice on whatever do you know what i mean and then and then we're shoulder pads and then it's we're walking through yeah yeah it's 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 great i think about that like i remember like on the lead up to that game that was like one of the big concerns was like how are we going to play to their tempo because they were super fast get get the ball get it down snap it and like for everybody like getting signals and like things like that like I don't know if we played a game and we played seven days later, if like the, the same result would have happened. I would agree with that. Just yeah. It was also so different than anything we had played in the SEC. Yeah. 
there was no other team that did like yeah, said, hurry like, up offense just wasn't a mm-hmm. thing that happened where we yeah. were because like back then like most people were a lot of people were still running the eye formation like and stuff like that so yeah we they were yeah they, they were they were loaded but obviously uh it's uh that's one of like it's obviously like one of those moments that you kind of don't forget about like ever like i feel like obviously we, we were on two national championship teams but like i don't really feel the connection on the 06 side because like we kind of just got there and in all honesty like it's not like i directly contributed to much like in the 08 like i actually played i was there for like three years with a lot of those guys so it's it's probably the one that like I probably um, actually kind of recognize and and when people kind of like mention it, I'm like, yeah, I was on the 016, but like I probably like you mentioned and probably one of the other, like most of those guys probably don't even remember who I was sure. um, and or like even knew who my, what my name was on week 12. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like the other one, like we were all together for three, four years. Yeah, yeah and plan and for sure, like the 08, when I look mm-hmm. at the 08 rings, it yeah. definitely is like uh, I, there's a, a fondness that is there because you were a contributor. Um, but man, 06, I got smashed by that offensive line. <laughs> like it's like I was yeah. I was getting smashed. Like I remember because uh, I didn't share this story, but like we were like bowl week. And I remember I, I smashed Ronnie Wilson so hard that he and I both like blacked out for a moment, <laughs> like just yeah. went helmet to helmet. He's just like. Woo! Like it just was yeah. like it just like, getting smashed by those guys. But oh, that was miserable. <laughs> I was a, I, I was a scout team defensive end at first. I don't know. So, if, I don't know if you remember that. So, so we like, can fully appreciate the difference. What Chris means yeah. by this. So it's yeah. so Chris. What, what what? How big did you ever get in college? The biggest I got in college was two thirty five. But I think oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So my freshman year, I was maybe. 215 or something like that okay and i remember what was it it's coach zach at the time like it was we had like we already zach had Smith? yeah cause he, he wasn't he the ga the, for our freshman year oh yeah like it's oh, zach yeah. smith is somebody that doesn't get talked about yeah <laughs> doesn't get i remember about for sure yeah but i just can't remember like we talked about like timelines i'm really yeah, bad yeah. with like was it cronin then or smith but i remember no, like smith. They already had Blackett. They already had DeVoe. They had, uh, what was it, Mo Paul? I don't know if you remember Mo Paul. Yeah, of course, Moses, yeah. Um, yeah, they had, like, th- they had, like, already, like, four older, like, uh, scout team, Bang. like, and, and uh, linebackers. Yeah. yeah. So, I remember, like, my first practice, like, besides, obviously, all the stuff you do on special teams, you're like, okay, you're going to, like, you do your individual drills with linebackers, but then I just started playing scout team defensive end, yeah. and, like, yeah, you go in there and try to wrong arm like the pulling, like tart pulling on you. I'm like, okay, yeah, good luck. Yeah, you guys are so much bigger. So like, I'm six five. I played from yeah. two fifty to three fifteen, right? Yeah. And, and Chris is not that. No, yeah, I'm and six, so I was six one two fifteen my freshman year playing right, defensive end. Right. Nuts. Oh man, that's awesome. That yeah, was a miserable, just... miserable fall. <laughs> But on this topic of bowl prep, mm-hmm. I felt like, man, when it came to bowl prep, and there were several little pieces, like bowl prep's not little, right? That's big. But I felt like yeah. they, we bowl prepped the shit out of stuff. Yeah. So when it was like, when we had, like you said, those several weeks leading up to a bowl game, there was never a question 
maybe in 07, but it's still mm-hmm. like wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, like trying to figure things out. So I don't really have a recollection of like bowl prep to go play Michigan. So I don't yeah. have a lot of memory, but I definitely know like it's when we were going to go play Cincinnati in 09, when we were going to go play Oklahoma, when we were going to mm-hmm. go play, you know, fill in the blanks. It was like, it's, I never was like, I wonder if we'll win. <laughs> like It, it yeah. just was like, oh, we're winning. Like this is a yeah. question. I think there's like a stat out there about like Myers record, like after a buy or like after like an extended, mm. like a couple weeks off. Like I'm pretty sure there's some stat like about like his record. Um, yeah. That's like very impressive. But yeah. Like you, it's basically every single person like, like that's in the football, like team is basically devoting three weeks of their lives to beat one opponent. Right. Um, and I have no doubt that like, the amount of like preparation and whatnot that we put in um, put us in the best position possible. Cause every single like moment, like you're basically, and you're also like not in school, which is important. Like, Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like you basically are almost not 24 seven football, but like during that time, like after, after finals, which is basically like SEC championship week, like every bowl Mm -hmm. season, you're you're out of school so you're just there practicing lifting watching film uh, yeah. and that's it like you don't have anything else and students are gone and so you have a ton of extra time to be able to do that type of stuff as well and distractions end up being pretty minimal yeah just boredom right it just the yeah. distraction um really comes mm-hmm. from and we'll talk about it as we go into nine yeah. like those distractions as you get up to the SEC championship game, mm-hmm. as you get to those things where it is that what we deal with all season long, what those yeah. guys dealt with, um, distract them. There's a piece that I didn't, th- I haven't thought about in a lot, like in a long time since we were playing, mm-hmm. um, that just made me think of it that I think you and I can can talk about. So the best Fridays of football. Mm. So <laughs> I love the best those. the best Fridays of football was fucking awesome. Yeah. And, and so for, for you guys listening and watching it, it was, this was how we prepped. It was our practice before we would either get on the plane to go to wherever, Tennessee, LSU or whatever, or we're going to get on the, the buses to go to that really nice Paramount hotel yeah. and locally in town. And, um, the name just changed recently. Oh, did it really? Yeah. I was driving by. I can't remember what it's called now. That's awesome. Yeah. Our car got broken into. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So um before we go and so we would go and so we're in the swamp and it was so much fucking fun like it was super relaxed so like it was every were we broken up into units just different different position group units yeah yeah so it was basically like your position group Uh, the the linebackers we were we played a touch football game and we were competitive and i i like best fridays in football because randomly like i was the quarterback out there that's awesome. so like i forget who was on my team but we had like set teams i think stamper was the quarterback for the other team and i'm talking about like i was scrambling throwing the ball like people were diving. yeah people were diving trying to catch like we took it very serious like best fridays in football and like yeah it was that was fun because like some some groups did like the you toss the ball we threw like we, a, we yeah. threw the ball into the garbage can that was what all the specialists did no yeah we we played touch football but it was competitive and so that was awesome right so we would do that for the first mm-hmm. little bit yeah. uh, for best Fridays of football and it got everybody loose and it was fun mm-hmm. and and low super low pressure right it was just everybody yeah. hanging out and um listen it was it, 
our, our trash can football game got intense at times. <laughs> like if the ball like rimmed out, you can knock yeah. it out and like knock out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, touch football does sound more fun. Anyway, but so but once that got done, it got really fucking serious really fast. Yeah. And so this was a piece that I see teams fuck up all the time. And I and my brain does go back to this where it's like it's, oh, I know why we really didn't fuck this up. Why we didn't have, at least I don't remember having like personnel issues. Mm-hmm. And so this was where we would all get brought to the sideline or mm-hmm. sideline-ish, whatever, yeah, like infield, sideline. whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just demonstrating what we would do on the sideline for the different packages that we were in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so much more complex, right? Of course, right? For offense, right? All the different like formations and packages and the guys have, yeah. and you have to know, right? It's like, it's who's, who's there, right? It's, they say this formation, you run out, whatever. And they're like, there can't be a hesitate, a hesitation in your step. Yeah. Like there couldn't be a hesitation and unsure. And it was always like, there would be a, <laughs> some fucking freshman <laughs> that like didn't fully appreciate the severity of the situation yeah. we were in. But I remember like it was, it was really serious about it. It was like when punt team was going to get called mm-hmm. or if it was going to be the field goal unit or kickoff return unit or whatever it was. It was like when that unit got called, it was like you snapped up there, you got there, you knew who your backup was. Like it was these, in, it, it just was there, right? It was automatic. And it kind of was like, I don't know, for me, that started to like set the tone to like go. And yeah. now we're going to go play. And it was just those little things that all starts with mat drills, mm-hmm. those fucking things, right? Of just like being on the line, being ready, not getting punched in the goddamn face because you screwed up the drill too many times. Like it's it started there, but then it, like it comes right there, like right then to where it's so serious and something so little. I mean, it's not little. It can be huge in a game, but like it was how we prepped for it was so, it just felt so deadly serious. Yeah, I'm sure like, like obviously Coach Meyer has been extremely successful everywhere he's been. And I'm sure he's just like constantly refined like what that preparation Those has been over, over the years. Yeah. Cause like for me, like kind of coming in as a freshman, like you come from high school and you just kind of throw your pads on and go play in a game essentially. And like right. that was, yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was definitely a culture shock. Like we literally practice like, all right, if you're, if you're essentially like, like I talked about on the right wing on field goal, like if I go down, who's essentially coming in, like you got an, and I, I, I knew almost every single person out there, like who their backup was. Cause like, I wanted to make sure if anybody got hurt in the game, like I could help and just right. make sure that their backup was ready. Uh, yeah. Cause like obviously coach Meyer ran the special teams and we had some assistants. Like I remember like Ryan, but like, things are happening in the middle of the game that like you want everybody to kind of be locked in and know like who's got to replace who. Yeah, it was, it was that level of like almost pride and accountability. Yeah. Where it just was one of the questions. It was like, well, yeah, of course, like we need to know this, like to Mm -hmm. be able to knock it out. We're not going to ever talk about it. So I think it's important because you and I both played special teams. It's Meyer is the the special teams head coach. Mm -hmm. And again, it was another piece that we don't talk about special teams like at all. But like we had the number one punt team yeah. several years in a row. Yeah, it's nuts to me to think about how many block punts we had. Mm-hmm. So like, I I think about when I think about like our special teams, like 
how many block punts we have because like I still go to like Gator games. I can't remember like the last block punt we probably had. Like hopefully I didn't miss something, but like we like it was an expectation that essentially we were going to block some punt that game. Wasn't it the black? Uh, it was like the yeah, black team. Black team. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like when they call black, you're like, yeah, fuck yes, and we're we about to like, get a you yeah, we're about to get the like, ball back. It's like nuts. Yeah. Like we, we like I don't know how many we had, but I wouldn't doubt that we blocked a punt like half the game. Oh yeah. Um, so like how many block punts we had on the return side, like obviously Brandon James was like special, but like, I think people also took significant pride in like blocking for him. Like my singular goal, like, yeah, like my singular goal, most games, if like I was only playing punt is like, I have one goal. The person I'm supposed to block doesn't tackle that man. Correct. Um, and like, that was for me yeah, for a kickoff return. Exact same situation. Yeah. Or just, just like, my guy is not touching Brandon. Like Brandon, Brandon will get by my guy. Yeah, it's but yeah, like our special teams was was amazing during that time, and like hopefully, uh, hopefully it's something like like we can get back to. Um, I know, like obviously, like some rule changes and whatnot have happened that's kind of like limited some of like the special teams' importance. Um, because like a lot of returns aren't really happening and whatnot. But like I remember being in the unit and like thinking like almost every single time Brandon James touches the ball, like there's a legit chance he's going to score without a doubt. 100%. And I think we all felt that, right. There was all just an intense, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, passion and, and our emotion to do well, like our drive Mm -hmm. to do well at that thing. It was, it is a shame to see special teams get demoted how it is yeah. and i get it mm-hmm. it's for safety of the game and you and i can't remember like our birthdays <laughs> and stuff so like maybe there's a pretty strong yeah. argument for it but it is that special teams was where dudes earned their spots yeah mm-hmm. and so when a, a player that didn't get talked about at all or barely shown was riley cooper yeah and like coop one was amazing yeah and and two him as a missile yeah, on like kickoff the kickoff team. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Like just a big bitch that ran like a goddamn yeah, was, gazelle and was, was just fearless. Yeah. Yeah. He was good. He was big, strong, fat, like everything you kind of want in there. And like, that's where he earned his stripes. Like, you know, but there was lots of guys, right? Yeah. Lots of guys. That's where you mm-hmm. earn. That's where freshmen could yeah. go and earn. And I remember that being a thing. It was like, no, yeah. it's freshmen. If you want to carry the ball, it was mm-hmm. always like for running backs and stuff. It's like one, running backs and wide receivers. It's like, if you want the ball, you need to be able to block. Yeah. If you can't block, then we're not going to throw you the ball. Cause we don't trust you to catch the ball. And that's why I liked what you had said about Percy, where it was like, he mm-hmm. blocked the shit out of you. Like, he's yeah. Block. yeah. And then the same thing was on special teams where it's like, if you want to earn your way, if you want to get that mm-hmm. black stripe off your helmet, like special teams was, was the way to do it. Yeah. But talk about, again, it was like, it's either offense, defense, or special teams. And I think it's really important because because our special teams was so good, there were several games and it doesn't come across in the, um, in the series where our offense just takes a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just can't yeah. move the ball. Like the Mississippi state mm-hmm. games is one of them and we'll get into it yeah. as we go into Oh nine, but it is um, it's like special teams was so important because that's what picked up the slack. If you could win two out of the three phases of the game, you could win the game. Yeah, and and that was I do want to talk because again of our special teams background is do you remember punt team meetings? Oh yeah, that was the worst. Like I was, 
I was never on the depth chart of punt. Like I sporadically kind of filled in sometimes as like one of like the wedge guys when they like, we kind of moved away from it when it's like a three man wedge. Yep. But yeah, it's just like, that was Meyer's baby was punt. Um, and yeah, yeah he was um, very detail oriented, but it, it, but like we said, like it proved results. Like I, I, I haven't looked at the stats, but I thought there was like one year where we had like less than like, 100 return yards or 50 return like something nuts like that yeah. um and it's because we practiced it if i had to guess more than most any team in the country we practice punt probably more than everybody and we recruited really high quality punters yeah 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 like whether yeah. it was wilbur or chaz henry mm-hmm. and then i feel like after chaz i don't remember who like got recruited and that's where christy was it kyle christy Christy, that's right. I only know I only know because he played on my kickball team one year. <laughs> that's what you want. But it was like yeah. I just high high quality punters and just was such yeah. again like a a ruthless seriousness. Yeah. And I remember after 09, so I play into 2010. Mm-hmm. So I come back and I play yeah. the year of 2010 when we play against Penn State mm-hmm. um in the Outback Bowl. But Meyer doesn't do punt team in 2010. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, he puts DJ Durkin oh, okay. yeah. in charge of it. And I remember by this time, I'm now, I'm a scholarship player. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my master's degree. So I'm only going to practice for 10 minutes a day. Yeah. And then I leave because I just snap PATs and field goals, period one yeah. and two or whatever. And then I'm gone because I got to get to class. And so like, yeah. that was the, like, and then I don't come back. Like yeah. I finished last and I'm done. So like it was the craziest. Like I'm on the team, not on the team. Like team, I yeah. just, I just do my job, and I was perfect at it. And then everybody else can get fucked, kind of a thing. Yeah. And so that's what it was. And so I, it was the the peak of my emboldenedness as now redshirt senior, having been there or whatever. And so I remember we we're sitting in the punt teams, and the and it was like it was the punt team um, meetings, and it was just nothing like it used to be yeah like no fear zero fear no diarrhea no one needing emodium like there's nothing no 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 one is going to possibly kill themselves after this meeting which was all very possible that was was basically every special team meeting like i remember (laughs) i i cringed thinking of like the watching the kickoff return tapes it's like, oh, God. oh yeah. it's like, I know what happened yesterday. Uh, yeah. Love of God. I hope he just goes over it. And doesn't yeah. see it. But, but it's it. interesting. Yeah. That, that's very interesting. Cause like, obviously like, I didn't play in 2010 Myers last year, but yeah, I didn't know he gave up like, punting. so he gives it, gives it up. Yeah. So we get down, we get in with one of the punt team meetings. So I leave and I just go upstairs to Myers office mm-hmm. and I walk into his office and I'm like, you know, sorry, I, I, I have to talk to you about something. And he's like, what, what is it? And I'm like, we're going to be terrible at punt this year. <laughs> I'm like, it's, there's, there's no fear. Yeah. Like there's no fear in this room and it's going to be a mm. serious problem. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, thanks for letting me know. And so he gets up and he goes, come with me. And he takes me to Durkin's office. <laughs> right. So this guy's brand new. And he goes, yeah. Tell him what you told me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I don't bat a fucking eye. I'm like, sir, there's no fear. 
in your pump meetings right now. And I said, and we have a significant tradition like here. And essentially just tell them like, it's just, it's fucking patty cake and bullshit. And it's, we're going to suffer for it. And so like, I couldn't, I couldn't fucking imagine what this dude has got going on in his brain. Yeah, he probably screwed this guy. <laughs> right? Like, it just is. And I don't, I, I so don't fucking care. Like, it just was, because again, it's now I've been here five years. Yeah. And it just was like, we didn't win last year. My expectation is not to take a shit in 2010. Mm. So it was like, it was whatever. And so it was, he pulls me aside like later and he just has like a very, he's just like, you know, you don't ever like do that again. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, and again, I'm not trying to earn a spot. Like I have the spot. I'm now like the worst version of like, I'm now a scholarship <laughs> athlete. And so it's just like, it's, oh dude, you don't understand. And I just doubled down. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm like, my only goal is to make sure that the bar doesn't get dropped. And I'm more than happy to like work with you on it. But like that's it. And so he and I end up having a decent like relationship for the rest of that year. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, I remember how contentious I was. But yeah. it was because of how contentious that room was. Yeah, yeah. Everybody just, it, was on edge. Yeah, it was so stressful, and then yeah. it just was. It was not that. Yeah, uh, I re- I remember when I started on kickoff return. I w- and I ended up like mid year, like not like they replaced me essentially. <laughs> but I but I remember from like the because um, Adazio uh, ran KOR. Adazio ran KOR. I it, mentally I knew after we went out. I think we did KOR like live like on Tuesdays. So like after we watched the film Wednesday, I was like, all right, my week is I'm good. I'm clear. My week's done. <laughs> I can just go get smashed on scout team. Yeah. Like we're good. Yeah, it was it was nuts. Yeah, like that. That was your first meeting basically. Mm-hmm. Every single day was special teams, and yeah, it was. And as somebody that that's the only way that you'll be able to play, um, like it was, it was, well, yeah, for, for us yeah, as I walk-ons, stress, yeah. it was like, this mm-hmm. was it. Yeah. Like this is, I'm, I'm not playing receiver here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, not going to be able to play any of the, the normal positions. So it was truly, yeah. and that, and I think that is where that, again, that drive and being mm-hmm. willing to like, just fucking run through a wall and do yeah. whatever right came from because it was like no this is everything like this is so i don't get tortured on friday mornings like <laughs> yeah. i don't know if anyone else understands how horrible friday mornings are but i am not on the non-travel team get yeah, fucked i'm traveling yeah uh. so we go from 08 to 09 and so this is a big mm-hmm. deal for me because this off season i am playing that rocker position in 08 mm-hmm. and then i'm like i've got something i've got to do something else but i can't (laughs) just do that and smitty Mm -hmm. now has graduated so smitty was the starting long snapper so now there's like a a a significant opportunity to actually long snap so right now i've taught myself how to long snap i've been practicing all 2008 at home at the house that we had so i'm snapping like 200 500 balls a day at home by myself to get ready to be able to because as a walk-on you're going to get one yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to say, who wants to try this thing? And you need to be able to fucking do it if you want a shot at it. And so that was it. Like I just, that I was prepping for that one opportunity that we were going to get. And so 
but I knew I had to have another position. And if I'm long snapping, I can't rock. Like I'm not mm-hmm. doing the rocker things because I'm snapping on the, on the PAT and field goal team. So that's when I go to Adazio in the summer and I'm like, I want to do kickoff return. And he goes, no. <laughs> and I'm in his office and he goes, no. And I'm like, no, like, sir, I want to, I want to have a shot at trying out for the middle wedge for kickoff return. He goes, Fabrice, you're not, you're not fast enough and you're not athletic enough. You're not going to play kickoff return. And I go, who has the playbook for the kickoff return coach? He's like, I don't know. You can fucking talk to the GAs or whatever. So then off I go. So I go to Ryan or whoever, and they give me the yeah. playbook or whatever. And so that summer then for, or spring, excuse me. So we're now mm-hmm. in spring, right? Cause that comes first. So spring we get in and I get the list or whatever. And they put up, cause you have all those new kids that come in mm-hmm. that are like the, the graduated high school early. Like when did that start? Yeah. Like guys graduating <laughs> high school early to come early in January or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like became a thing. Like, cause I think Tebow did that. Tebow and Carl did that, I think. Like, but now it's like the norm. Like, I yeah, think like, like, and then I remember like that was when the Pounceys came in in 07. Yeah. Like, all those mm-hmm. dudes did that. Yeah. But yeah. So they all, so a new, new crew comes in and sure as shit, I look at the depth chart and there's like fucking six people in that middle wedge. <laughs> and it's not me. I'm not on it. And I am, Chris, I am so salty that this is the case. And so I go. So were you were you on scout kickoff? No, I oh nine I was still. So I think like I, I I like I I started some games, then start some other games. I was the right wedge um, on kickoff return. <laughs> okay. Spring, spring I was injured though, so I had so in oh eight I had tore my 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 shoulder up. I tore my labrum like mid uh-huh. mid mid year, and I just like finished the year, then had surgery. Well, then this story almost involved you. So, <laughs> so I'm so pissed that I'm not mm-hmm. on the middle wedge, like mm-hmm. in, anywhere in the depth chart. And so I go to Ryan. I think Ryan was running scout kickoff. And I'm uh-huh. like, Ryan, put me on scout. I'm now solidly 290 pounds. And I'm like, Ryan, put me on scout kickoff. He's like, <laughs> no. He's like, and I'm like, no, I need to be on scout kickoff. He's like, no, dude, you're gonna get me in trouble. Like, you can't because I had performed for him, like in the other spots yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I had enough rapport. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I promise you, I'm like, you can, you can fuck me up however you want after practice. If you get in trouble, you, you, whatever you want to do, like you can torture. Like I don't fucking care. But I'm like, I swear to you, I will not let you get in trouble. Because Cal kickoff, dude, you're just running fucking wind sprints, like yeah. whatever, 22 of them as you go through first team, second team, third team, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, the only ask is, I said, you have to put me in the position that hits the middle wedge every time. <laughs> so he would just move me from like zero to one to two, or one uh-huh. to three, and he would just move. And so off I went at a dead ass fucking sprint. And I just wouldn't break stride when I would make con. So I have no interest in making the tackle on the ball carrier. (laughs) I'm just fucking going through the middle wedge as hard as I physically can. And um, so I haven't told, I I haven't, I've only told like so many people this story over the years as I'm sharing like the different things. It's like, I'm getting this podcast started. Mm -hmm. Paul Wilson messages me and he goes, 
All I remember is one time uh, when you were on scout kickoff, you hit me so hard. <laughs> like you hit me so hard that it was just like it was because for me it was just, it was reckless abandon. Yeah, and for me, and so first string guy, bilateral stingers, he's out. Second string guy, <laughs> bilateral stingers, he's out. Um, Charlie Strong catches on to what's happening. And so I come down and I hurt like the third guy. Like I've now gone through like Rutledge. Like I've gone through now several like real dudes. But the difference is like they're they're big guys at like 240 yeah. or whatever. But I'm I'm so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And you get a fucking 60 yard head start. Yeah. Like it's such a vulnerable spot of being that wedge for kickoff return. Yeah, the wedge, the wedge is terrible. <laughs> And, and I wanted it so bad, Chris. And so it finally yeah. was like the third guy gets hurt. And Charlie's like, nope, you are now on the middle wedge. You are not on scout kickoff. And so that's <laughs> how that starts in spring. And then fucking summer comes around and motherfucking Adazio puts me off the depth chart again. So we get to uh-huh. goddamn fall camp in two days. And so I just started doing it again. <laughs> I had to do it all over again of like re-hurting all the other Never guys did. that were about put in front of me until I was literally the last dude standing from like fourth or fifth string to now first string. And that's, that's how nice. I earned my spot to finally be on that middle wedge for starting for kickoff uh-huh. return. That's but, nice. Yeah, that the wedge is interesting because like you have the dynamic of you run about maybe ten yards before contact, and the other person's running fifty-ish or something, and they see you the whole time. Yeah. So the but most the problem, yeah the problem I had like as not the middle person is if we ran a right return, I'm one on one with somebody. Yes, you were, and I would rather have like. I would much rather know, okay, this person's coming and is going to run full speed into me because I'll just do the same thing. Right. The, pro- the problem is like you're then running and also trying to hit super athletic people where like they're, <laughs> they're sure. smart. They're, they're smart as well. They just cut and come underneath you. And yeah. like the same, the same stuff we're teaching our kickoff guys to mm-hmm. avoid the wedge and get skinny and come up. Like you're then dealing with, super athletic people on the other side that's kind of where i struggled is where like trying to run too fast at them thinking that they were just going to smash into me and then realizing this person's way more athletic than i realized (laughs) (laughs) no for sure like for me what was nerve-wracking is i had to turn my head yeah you had to set you had to set so i had to set the wedge so i had to turn i had Mm -hmm. to be able to make a 12 by 1 adjustment off yeah. of the returner and then get us started. And then I then, yeah, I'm turning. I may have maybe 10 yards, but at this point, once I've, I found the guy, I'm five mm-hmm. yards into contact, but it yeah. was the benefit of being middle wedge, which was, I always got to have a double team. Yeah. So it was me and one of you guys, we got mm-hmm. to hit somebody yeah. and yeah, since this fucking smash them to death. Yeah. This was in episode three, but my greatest wedge story is, and I'll try to be quick on this. We played at Ten- we played at Tennessee, and it was opening kickoff. Um, well, I guess winding back. I don't know why, but that day, like traveling there, like I couldn't get the air. Like my ears were clogged. So like uh, all all that day and all the day of the game, I'm trying to like unclog myself, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like just whatever. So opening kickoff, 
we ran we, we ran something on the left hand side like i can't remember because you know like we we basically double team different people yeah and i come back and i and it's one of those where we just run full speed at each other and whoever the guy is that i hit and at that exact moment in time my ears pop and it's just like that's i thought i died <laughs> Because <laughs> like I know is like I just hear this loud explosion, mm-hmm. and like me and the guy are both going down, and then I just hear the crowd going nuts, and I was like, I don't know if I'm dead right now, <laughs> but like Brandon James had like a fifty something yard like return on that play, but I just yeah. remember like I was struggling so much to like clear like the like from from the air travel, and like just on opening kickoff, I just hit somebody in my like my just my face exploded basically. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. All right. So we get into 09. Yeah. 09. Yeah. We, we get into 09. And I feel like we kind of just jump whether whether my notes just I, I didn't really mark anything else down, but like we're just in the Mississippi State game. Yeah. It's kind of where my notes go. Um, but we do get the flu in mm-hmm. 2009. And this is going to the Kentucky game. So we talked about it earlier, which was the Kentucky mm-hmm. game in 09 is when Tebow gets a concussion and is out. I got to fly on a private jet. Oh, really? To go to that game because I got the swine flu. So I was part of the few players that got swine flu. So I didn't fly with the rest of the team. Like we flew on like a private jet. We're like masked. I have like okay. my own room. Like it was like they were just keeping us. I wasn't allowed to come out. So I couldn't come out for any team meetings, which was so depressing. Like it just was like, it was one of those things where it was, it just was really, it was super weird. It was just a very weird. They brought food to us. We weren't allowed to go to like the, the team meals or anything. Like it was a very weird situation. That's so weird. Cause like either I was like oblivious to that or like, I just don't remember, but like, I don't remember like any of like the, Layers specifically. Oh no! Like getting swine flu. Yeah. Demp got swine flu. Tebow really? got. Swine. I think Tebow had it. Like there was a bunch yeah. of us that all had it. Yeah. Because um, I remember like it was like a big thing around campus. Like I'm almost mm-hmm. positive. Like my two roommates at the time, because like they were like just locked in their room, like under like 15 blankets, shivering for like a week. Dying. So it was like yeah. <laughs> so it was like a big thing at the time. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Like I don't remember. Um, like any of the players kind of getting impacted by it for sure. And we were separated. And then my favorite memory of it is that you made a rap <laughs> that play that we played like in the locker room with like, yeah. and so we have to please ex- explain. So what, yeah. what who, who did all did this? So like at the time, like the, was it the, the T-Pain like synthesizer app was, yeah. like oh, very, that's right. was, was like very popular. So like, yep. I, I don't know. Like, I just like to to do like really stupid things. So like we were just trying to think and like I had like another rap later in the year. Like what are some like really stupid lyrics we can kind of put together? Because I think at the time, like some of the players were actually like recording like real rap songs and like they would play it. Of course. Um, but yeah, it was like swan flu. What the hell got me yeah. putting on all this temporal? <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun. Like it was I, awesome. I actually when I look back at like my college time, like I remember so much of that type of stuff, like yeah. sitting around trying to record like stupid lyrics, 
to play in the locker room just to, like make fun of people and mm-hmm. um but yeah that was that was fun yeah all the guys for sure so that was that was my biggest memory because going into that mississippi state or going into that year was definitely that kentucky game where mm-hmm. tim gets knocked out or whatever and so um was yeah that sucked but then the mississippi state game gets talked about in the show um and the timeline i feel like several times throughout the entire thing all four episodes they are wonky with the timeline for things Mm -hmm. they're wonky with the timeline of like when they really turned up the the screws back in 07 when it's Mm -hmm. like you know trying to make it more aggressive or more punishment trying to kick players off by attrition like that didn't happen during the year that happened like after like at the end of the year like that our 07 to 08 offseason sucked like sucked hard (laughs) um but like same thing for this 09 where they kind of presented this conflict that happened and you and i kind of have talked about it before where it's they talked about like a conflict at halftime and i don't remember any of that now full disclosure at this time i'm now a full-fledged specialist so Mm -hmm. i'm now long snapping and everything so we aren't in the the locker room for all of but like maybe five minutes or so during halftime and then we go out early and kick so we're kind of always away from the team during halftime so we're not there for all the stuff but it seemed to be where your recollection was kind of like i don't really remember anything at halftime either but we both remember something at the end of the game yeah i i wouldn't doubt that there was definitely some words said during halftime yeah. But what I but but from what I remember and potentially my recollections wrong was like the actual like separation and like the big like team conflict was like after the game. Um and I think like like we talked about it before, I think like one of the big driving factors for that was like Coach Mullen was the head coach on the other side. Yes. And and I remember when he took that job, I vividly remember like the pounces like on him like making fun of him basically saying like you're going like because at the time like mississippi state was not like a, a winning program no, like basically no. saying like oh yeah like you're gonna be back here in a couple years like we'll have a seat warm for you like that like that type of stuff like that's par- that's paraphrasing but you know it's, it's very it's they, very pouncy esque yeah, yeah it's, totally. it's stuff that they would say so i think like there was added pressure on our side to like go there one the cowboys are nuts like i'm actually glad i got to experience that because like that's like college football like that's really cool but um yeah. I think there was added pressure to go there and um, and just destroy them. And obviously mm-hmm. we got into a dogfight with them and it kind of bled over into like just everybody letting out frustration and, and anger. And yeah, I just remember being in the locker room, not really sure what was going on, but kind of thinking like, all right, I think I'm going to end up being in some fight here. <laughs> I strapping, don't know your, who... <laughs> strapping your helmet on and be like, well, yeah. we're going to punch somebody. Somebody yeah, hit somebody. I was like, just waiting for something. That, yeah, it was, it, 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 I think it was actually interesting that it made the documentary. Like, cause I haven't really heard that a lot outside in like bigger, mm-hmm. like mainstream population. So like, there's a lot of things obviously the documentary doesn't touch on. And that's one thing that like, probably from a fan perspective, they learned, um, because it wasn't something that was like previously discussed any anywhere. No. And it was serious. It was serious beef. Yeah. And I, it was, it was very intense and being yeah. specialists, we kind of walked in at the end of the game and then there's just everyone's right. Essentially the defensive side of the ball and spikes mm-hmm. ready to fight the offensive side of the ball. 
Yeah. And like yeah. legitimately fight. I remember we were just like in the back being like, we have no idea what the fuck's happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we were, we're so unaware of whatever's going on. But in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, it's like, well, the offense just played like absolute diarrhea. So my guess yeah. is, is that Spike's got fussy about the fact that they're suck a dick right now. And he mm-hmm. kind of just said, Hey, you guys kind of suck right now. Pick it up. And offense can't handle like any type of criticism. And so they're yeah. all getting butthurt about it. Like it just was, it was such an interesting moment, but how long we stayed, like we were, yeah. in this, we were, I felt like hour or two hours, like after the game, like mm-hmm. they're trying to hash this out. And I don't think it does. Like, I don't yeah. remember it truly getting, ha- like, getting it truly, resolved. truly being resolved. Yeah. Yeah, it's- I don't necessarily remember that. I just, I remember it being a long time yeah. um, that we were there. And, like, it's unfortunate. I think, like, all of these things obviously led to kind of, like, the end result. Like, I think we, like, our expectations of each other was just trying to be perfect in every fashion. Because, like, it really was, like, if we didn't win the championship, like, it's it was a lost year. What was the point? Yeah. And, like, if you think back and, like, 06 we were in dog fights and we won and that was looked at as a good thing because right. like we can show resiliency we can sh- like we were the under like not underdogs like we were never we were never down in the fight in 09 it was same kind of stuff like we didn't play very well or whatnot but it was looked at negatively so yeah that, that's yeah. one thing that kind of like looking back like it's it's a shame because we uh like obviously, I'm I'm sure either party kind of wished that didn't happen, but um, ultimately, kind of came to a head. Yeah. Now we go another game that doesn't get talked about, and it was the one and only, if I remember right, like we beat Georgia in overtime in that mm-hmm. year in '09, and it's the mm-hmm. only overtime that that series has ever had, and so we beat them at a, by a field goal. Yeah, I don't. So is that the year? Are you talking about the year Chaz kicked the field goal? Yeah. So that was ten. Oh, so was that ten? Yeah. So oh nine, uh, and the only reason why I know is because like, I uh, what was I gonna say? Like I I I wasn't playing then and whatnot. So like I was like, <laughs> you got to go. I was just I, yeah, I was just like in the stands tailgating and whatnot. And I remember Chaz like kicking the field goal and whatnot. Okay. Um, so this is but that it, timeline situation that we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. I think 09, we like waxed them again, though. I think. Because I think that was the year that they came out in like black helmet and black whatever. Like they came out. It was like something really like corny. Um, I think like we're about to be, we're about to we're about to be in black jerseys this year, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> well, like <laughs> I, if I remember correctly, like they did it like the whole like come out warming up and like regular stuff and then they go back and oh, get they super mo- yeah and they get super motivated because like they changed their uniforms um, <laughs> and then i think we ended up yeah. like beating them pretty good um yeah. yeah i think the close game if i remember correctly was was that year that year was at lsu i'm pretty sure and i yeah. think we won that game like 10-3 or 13-3 or something like that yeah. um but that's a, that's a really tough place to play like that's it was probably- awesome so yeah, much that's probably my favorite stadium. Yeah, I would agree. All right, so then let's let's go right then to the SEC championship game. Okay. We're leading up to 09, so to the 2009 championship game against Alabama. 
And fucking Dunlap gets a DUI. Like, I remember that being so crazy devastating. Yeah. And again, another player. So Cam Newton doesn't get talked about. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I, we, we, we talk about him in, in, uh, in our episode three recap, where we talk about Cam Newton being on the team for a stretch there. Um, but it is, or is he in, is, is he with us in 08? He's with us, I think, in 08. I think he's there up until middle of the year, I think, in 08. Then we need to talk about it right now, Chris. <laughs> so the 2000, so we're already zooming to 09, but holy shit. So Cam Newton is on the team. Yeah, and and his dumbass steals a laptop. Yeah, and the cops know he has stolen a laptop. <laughs> the cops are fucking like downstairs. Yeah, they're, they're like downstairs from his apartment, Chris. <laughs> like, like it's like it's there's been illusion, right? We've alluded to the fact that like we have lots of lawyers that are on that help mm-hmm. the team. Lawyers yeah. that are on the help team, they help stuff get help things get dropped yes like all true but there's not a whole lot that the lawyers can do <laughs> when the cops are texting and ca- calling you right they're they're communicating with you downstairs yeah. you get scared and then you throw the goddamn laptop out the window like essentially onto the hood of their car yeah i just i was so confused when like all that type of stuff happened like i think it's just one of those things that like like I was, I I have not spoken to Cam in like I bear like not that I barely spoke to him because he was I, I think he was pretty like a pretty nice guy. He absolutely like, I, he, yeah he was, he was he silly he was hilarious yeah. he seemed super silly I mean he was just, he was it, he was a fresh like yeah. he was a young kid like yeah just, that's what I'm saying like it's just one young. of those like young kid like I look back at all the stupid stuff I did back then it's like it's difficult like you have a spotlight on you oh for sure. Yeah, and it's just it's it's tough. Like there's so many of those type of stories of like people getting in trouble and like we like, there's a lot of like the hey, why didn't they go and talk all the arrest and stuff like that. I think some of it is like one like probably no but like I'm sure they approached a ton of people if I had to guess to be on the show. Sure. And I'm sure a ton of people probably said no and or if they said yes, like these are the conditions. Like I could probably would reasonably assume like Coach Meyer was like, I'm not going to talk about this, this, and this, but I feel like yeah. so, so much of like, like it's tough. Like you're 18, 19 years old, like trying to make a name for yourself and stuff like that. And like, not specifically about Cam, like I'm thinking about like Carlos cause like Dunlap is like, I like that guy was great. Like I had a locker relatively close to him. Yeah. Um, so we talked a decent amount. Like, obviously, like I was actually like my senior year next to the D line a lot. That's awesome. Um, that's yeah, a good spot like, to, that's a good spot to be. Yeah. Like, literally, I was like the first locker on the right as you came in, and then like the D line were off to the right. So, like, I remember like when he like got arrested, just like looking at his like empty locker and stuff like that. Of like, what is our best defensive lineman? Like, hands down what in the yeah and like it's no and for me it's not even a stu- like it, it sucked yeah. it just for me it was just like god damn it that sucks so yeah. hard it sucks so hard like he was mm-hmm. passed out at what like a fucking light with his foot on the brake like yeah. in drive or whatever uh-huh. and it's like yeah. oh like it just was like and that was kind of it was just leading up to mm-hmm. kind of just again in 08 right when we're percy is hurt CIs like we have these guys that are hurt and then we go into 09 and then we lose Dunlap and it's just mm-hmm. like 
this is not yeah. good. Like this feels bad. This yeah, feels like it's a bad a, omen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just always like a r- tough thing to overcome when one of your best players is yeah. kind of then gone. Um, and obviously, like we were able to overcome it in 08 and 09. It was just something that on both sides of the ball, like we we struggled against them. It was brutal. Yeah. Like I remember just yeah. like feeling like a slow, like disempowerment. <laughs> yeah. Like on yeah, there the was, sideline. Yeah, there was I remember before the game, and I know like this is like the cliche or whatnot. Like I remember like before the game sitting in my locker and like Emmett Smith is walking around, like saying hello to people and whatnot. And I remember like seriously thinking sitting there like this is odd. Like most of the time, like there's a lot of juice in the locker room before the games. Sure. And this, in this game, it is true. Like there was, there, there wasn't. No. Um, and then I like two plays that at least like stick out of my mind that like at that time I was like, okay, this game is, we're losing this game basically was uh, who was the quarterback at the time? McElroy, I think it was. Yeah. He's like right. one leg hopping down like the right sideline to get a first down on like some third and long. Yeah. Um, and then also like one time when like Brandon James broke like a pretty good punt return and like the punter got him. Um, and it was just like, those are things that normally just don't happen. Right. Um, like McElroy is not a super elusive quarterback, at least at the time. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure that was the game. Like he was like running towards the sideline and kind of like made a stop and then like r- was just hopping on his right leg to get to the yeah. first down and like, I would bet 99 out of 100 times, like you put Brandon James one on one against a, like a, anybody, a, a punter. Up, yeah. And it's like, let like alone that. a punter. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it just wasn't there. Like, obviously they were stacked. Yeah. So, but and like, they were it, hungry. Yeah. Or at least like in my mind, like it's difficult to always say, like, we would, we should have, we would have won that game. But like at a bare minimum, like I like looking back and like once again like I wasn't like a super like impactful like we should have at least had a competitive game with them and it was a it was a blowout and I think like that is one thing when everybody talks about like what is the game that you look back on like for me like that's the one because like regardless if we won or lost like at least we should have like we had the talent to very much have a very competitive game with them Sure. Um, and we just did, and we lost by what, like twenty something points or whatnot. Uh, we just got absolutely um, beaten pretty good, and then they always, I think they. And for me, like I remember, I was like, "Man, this would be awesome!" Like you're from California, I've never been to California. The Rose Bowl, I was, man. I, I I had been to uh, I had been to the Sugar Bowl growing up as a kid. I was like this would be great. Like I will now have gone to every single major. Uh, yeah. We went to Pasadena. We went to Miami. Like I've been to New Orleans. Tostitos. Yeah. And like we, that's the one game that mm-hmm. like, just cause I, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to go to a Rose Bowl game. Like I just wish that we could have accomplished that to go on. And then I oh, think yeah. it went on and like destroyed Texas, if I remember correctly or something along those lines. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it was, it was brutal. It was mm-hmm. brutal. And then, and then Meyer quits. Like it's, it's, and so, and, and, and you have, um, interesting recollection too. And I want, I want you to tell the story. We had a really unique spot too, because as kickers, we always came out early. Mm -hmm. So we were always at practice like 30 minutes before everybody else. 
And so we're warming up and Meyer was always out there with us. He'd come over, talk shit, tell us we were no good. Like he would do all sorts of stuff and mess around with us. And about halfway through 09, that stopped. Hmm. He stopped interacting with us. Um, he was way more like it just is. So hearing a lot of these stories from his perspective of him sharing like his mm. thoughts and stuff has been very interesting for me, at least because how he always portrayed, you know what I mean? It was always just yeah. like his punch, punch him in the fucking mouth. Like it just was like, it was always yeah. just go, 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 go. And it never, there was never was like any humanness yeah. right to that engagement. But then it, again, like I said, about halfway through, we're like, something's wrong with coach. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about it as a little specialty, as like the long snappers, kickers, and punters. We're like, something's wrong with him. Like, we think he's sick. Like, he's losing weight. He looks mm -hmm. terrible. Yeah. Like, his, his car's always at the stadium. Yeah. Like, whether we were coming in the lift at 6 a.m. or whether we were leaving late at night, it's like his car was always there. Like, he never mm -hmm. was home. So there were some elements. And then there was like rumors about the daughter. Like there was rumors mm -hmm. about all sorts of stuff going on of like, it just is like something feels wrong. Mm -hmm. And so certainly for us, we didn't think it was quitting, but definitely it wasn't a surprise when drama got turned up to fucking 11. Yeah. Once we lost the SEC game. Yeah. It was uh like, obviously I think I told you this before, like, it was interesting timing, but like for that specific day, I was in shock. Like I remember, cause it was a little bit after the game. Like I think like if I remember correctly, like it was maybe a week or two because like he had the incident after the game where I think he went to like the hospital right. um, after the SEC championship game. And then like you have a little bit of time and we had like then started like a little bit of like bowl practice. And for like some weird reason, like I normally played scout team linebacker. I think one of our like safeties was hurt. So like, I was like, fine, I'll do it. I don't want to have to like hit offensive linemen for like three weeks. Um, it's, I'll go ahead and be a safety. Sure. And I remember at this specific practice, like coach Meyer was always very like regimented. Like I basically like knew like he's always going to stand basically when offense is running their drills, like off to the side of the quarterbacks behind them. And I remember at this specific practice, like he was on his phone, like behind everybody for like the entire practice. Like, but like I I'm playing safety and he's like 30 yards behind me on his phone. Right. And at the time, like I thought it was weird. And I personally was like thinking in my head, because I remember like at this practice, like, man, I wonder if this guy, like he's super successful and stuff like that. Like, I wonder if he's like going to go to the NFL. Yeah. Because at that time, I had just walked for um like i did the graduation walk but i truly didn't know if i was going to come back or not sure because sure. i because i remember like you had to make a decision on whether or not you're going to walk and then basically you were going to have to like figure it out uh like i was going to try to see if i can maybe come back that fifth year and i just remember thinking like all right like if like already i think at the time maybe i think at the time coach strong had just accepted the louisville job so That's i was right. like okay i was like okay like i'm 95 out the door because like that's my coach like that like he's the one yep. that probably in all these things is the one sticking up for me and i remember thinking like all right if coach Myers leaving like a hundred percent like that's it like yeah like a whole new coaching staff for like a walk-on that's going to be in grad school kind of like you talked about like that's a that's basically a curse it's uh, yeah so <laughs> super so I, remember, 
so like all this is going on like some early practice i was like all right like maybe like something's going on he's going to the nfl and then i remember like after the practice that's when they said like all right we're gonna have a team meeting and that's when he that's when he announced that uh basically he was stepping down so like i just remember like it was a weird day um just because like he had never done that he hadn't like he i don't think probably i'd ever seen him on his phone during practice yeah um so probably if i had to guess he was like on the phone with like the ad and stuff like that throughout the day or something but yeah it's just conversations yeah it's just like interesting like where your perspective is on that yeah 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 and so it definitely seemed like for you like it was not a shock you were privy to that for us, it was if we yeah. get sick, but then in the for sure again, it's I, I don't remember, I don't even remember the team meeting mm-hmm. where he like let really? everybody know. Yeah, I have almost no recollection mm-hmm. whatsoever. Um, but then I, in the yeah. documentary, like it's just like guys are crying, yeah, gnashing so I, of teeth or whatever. So I I forget who it was, but like I remember somebody like was like obviously like you make a you you make a huge life decision. And you're 18, 19 years old, and you probably don't understand sure. yeah. like what is going on in the background. And yeah, like people were like, like, like I do remember that. Like I remember the meeting. I remember him announcing. And I kind of think, if I remember correctly, like most people didn't think it was real. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, there was like some people that like obviously were upset, and some people that were very much like probably thinking on their side, like how does this impact me now? Of course, because like in all honesty, that's the first thing I started thinking about when I was thinking. Right, you're he like, was well, uh, yeah, well, I'm not going back. Yeah, when I thought he was going to like some other job or the NFL, I was like, all right, well, like I'm not gonna play pretty much. So that kind yeah. of ended up like solidifying that like I wasn't gonna pursue like coming back that fifth year, anyways. Yeah, yeah, and I remember at the time like a lot of the players wanted strong because it was like that weird window where like he was have, to have a yep. He was basically he had stepped down, and I can't remember how quickly he said that he was coming back. But like, was like um, I read an article today because I was like prepping for you and I to talk, and it was like mm-hmm. twenty four hours. Maybe. Oh, really? Yeah, like it was like a super fast. It was like I'm quitting forever, and then it's like just kidding, I'm coming back, <laughs> and then it was like, but I'm stepping away momentarily. Yeah, yeah, and I think like it maybe was at the meeting, but I remember like some people talking about like strong. And maybe I'm paraphrasing here, but I thought like I maybe remember like him saying like him saying something along the lines of, like I literally just accepted this job, like that's something I can't like tr- like I can't give my word to something and kind of take back. Like I hope that's a correct memory, but like that was something that like at least in my mind I kind of remember that happening. But I do remember people wanting for strong at that time to kind of be considered. For sure, I yeah. wanted strong. For sure, I did. Yeah. I really liked Charlie and I yeah, felt he like was he was a holdout of those mm-hmm. previous coaching mm-hmm. staffs before Meyer gets there. Yeah. Like Meyer cleans house, fires almost everyone. Yeah. But not Charlie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Charlie kind of got passed over a couple of times to be the head yeah. coach of Florida. Yeah. And I, and, and it makes sense timeline wise that he already accepted the Louisville gig. Mm-hmm. Therefore it's like, I can't not, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not take it. Um, but we do go to the sugar bowl. Yeah. So at this point it's, which is, which was like, I, I love new Orleans. So mm-hmm. I love the blues and I love the Bayou and I love um, Cajun food. So for me it was like, well, fucking awesome. But at the same time it was like, 
you could not have met a more pissed off group of people to be going to the sugar bowl. Like I remember yeah. us just collectively as a whole being so salty to be yeah. in the sugar bowl. Yeah. Like obviously the aspirations was Pasadena. Um, right. I think the actual, when we were there was fun. Oh yeah. Awesome. <laughs> But and, I think, and, and, and ignore the obvious, right? Of like yeah. a bourbon, of Bourbon Street. I, you know, mm -hmm. I remember like them pulling us in, and and the cops talking to all of us of like prepping us. So they always did that for the bowl games. But I remember yeah. it being quite, quite serious, <laughs> quite serious for Bourbon Street. Um, yeah. I'm not going to go into details, even though we said we were going to go. But like it's mm -hmm. Coop's reaction to to certain sections of Bourbon Street when she went too far. So if we went too far down Bourbon Street was yeah. just it was the perfect just college football players reaction. Um, my wife was pregnant at this time. Oh, wow. So yeah. she's in her first trimester when we're at the Sugar Bowl. So she did not have an awesome time <laughs> because she every time she smelled like seafood or anything like that, it made her sick. But she was like yeah. a total trooper to do like to do all the stuff and go out. But yeah. I, I'm going to tell you, so for me, like the food is what kicks ass in New Orleans. And yeah. we went to a Brennan Brothers restaurant. So there's the Brennans, they, they have multiple restaurants and they're mm -hmm. just top of the line, right? Top of the line food um, that are, is Cajun style, New Orleans style food. And we go and I'm super pumped. My uncle's a chef. So he's super hmm. excited that we're going to be there. Like, he's like, oh, there's the restaurant. Like, here's the menu. Like, he's pumped, right? We're looking at stuff. Do you, do you remember what we ate at that remember. restaurant? <laughs> okay, because it sticks out for me so there, serious, yeah. right? I don't have oh. memories of, like, the meeting with Meyer telling us he's quitting, but I yeah. remember this. <laughs> so we go to the restaurant, Chris, and I'm so pumped. And for the appetizer, they give us crab cakes, which was cool, right? All right, mm. cool. Seafood, we get started. They're playing like gimme some head and like <laughs> gimme baby right is is the music that's like on at this high scale restaurant so they've turned on whatever yeah. the fucking rap music is that we listen to in the locker mm -hmm. room and then we proceed to get mac and cheese fried chicken and kool-aid no was the no. food really 100 <laughs> fucking percent chris and i was just like are we fucking serious right now like That's this I don't is remember that at all, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was insane. It was insane because I'm like, God damn it, really? Like at least in Miami when we went out, we got to go to like the Fogo de Chao, yeah, whatever Brazilian went, steakhouse, that. which yeah. rocked. I remember but going I was... to the Brazilian steakhouse there, and then in uh, whatever we went to somewhere like nice in Glendale. Yeah. yeah. No, we went. Huh. the The best food we had that was New Orleans style food was at the goddamn bowling alley. <laughs> So when we went to the bowling alley, they yeah. had a fucking restaurant in the bowling alley. And at least the guy was like making po' boys or some shit. And that food was awesome. Like if there was the food that was there, I'm like, all right, good. But other than that, it was yeah. like we ended up going to eat with per diem or whatever yeah. to be able um, to get food. But I remember being just so I'm like, God damn it. Really? Like, this is what we're doing. We're here. <laughs> and this is we're OK, great. We're having the food from the Paramount Hotel brought in for our dinner. <laughs> Like I was so, I was so salty uh, about it. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I just I remember so like, I just remember like practices out there in New Orleans, everybody just trying to get through it all as fast as possible. For sure. Um, Cause like you kind of knew that 
not that you kind of knew we were going to win, but you kind of knew like maybe the coaches were, but essentially the coaches were more lax than any other time. Um, and so basically we're all just trying to fly through practice so that way we could be done and kind of get, uh, kind of go out and kind of like, obviously we had different events, like you were kind of talking about going bowling and this and that, but yeah, um, I had fun. Like it was, it's a good place to kind of, I've been in New Orleans several times and, um, I remember, I think he didn't, one of the pounces had like a kidney stone or something that he passed like during, um, I think that that's right. I didn't yeah. I think it was Mike, I think. Yeah. I think, um, and if you're, I think it was because Marquise, did he leave? No, maybe Marquise. Cause I think like, um, I think he was a junior that year. So one of them one of, player. Yeah. But one of them, one of them essentially pl- like played the first quarter and then essentially like after we were beating them pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, we, it's um, a, I remember us going and I remember mm-hmm. when we knew when I knew we were going to beat the shit out of them and it was probably the first or second night we mm-hmm. were there Yeah, and we're all walking and you walk from the hotel, right? And we're walking yeah. down. You had to, we had to, you had to walk like maybe five or six blocks to get to Bourbon mm-hmm. street or something like that. And so we're walking and all of us are in street clothes. And every one of the Cincinnati players is just decked out in Cincinnati (laughs) shit. Like they are just full jumpsuits Mm -hmm. wearing all their new bowl gifts and shit. And like none of us have any of the bowl, like no stuff, no nothing on. (laughs) And I remember being like, oh, these guys don't know. Like they haven't been, they haven't done this before Mm -hmm. and they're, oh, we're going to fuck these guys up. And they, their fans talk so much shit. Yeah. I remember they had a lot of fans. So much to say. I remember they had a lot of fans. I remember some of their players partied pretty hard. I I remember the one dude was in the the gutter or whatever. They (laughs) found him the next morning, like in the gutter at Bourbon. It's like, oh, you poor bastard. Yeah. I think that was Brian Kelly's last game too. I don't know. I don't think he coached. I thought he bailed on them. Like I think he, he bailed on them. Yeah. yeah. And that sucks. That sucks yeah. so hard. Yeah. It was interesting. But um, yeah, it's like obviously not the way we wanted to end it all. Um, yeah. But yeah, we honestly just kind of destroyed them. I played, I for, I honestly like, I know I played some like punt and stuff like that. And I think at one point in time I had to like borrow, like I had to borrow somebody's helmet because like, there was a punt what? or there was yeah like literally i had to play one play with like somebody else's helmet because i wasn't expected to go in um so you it was your helmet in the locker <laughs> it was like towards the end of the game um sure yeah, it was nuts yeah and then like what's ran- i don't know if you ever noticed it but like and i feel like i need to talk about it because m- so many people have asked me about it so somehow there's like from that bowl game like you know how like when we travel we put out we, the they put everybody's like uh, name plates and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like if you go on eBay, they have like a ton of the from that game. Um, oh. So I've had a bunch of friends that like, hey, why why do you have your like um, sugar bowl like um, name, name plate on eBay? I was like, I I have no idea. I'm wondering the same thing. <laughs> That's awesome. How funny is uh, that? No, I remember it would be in like a mad dash at the end of some of those games where you just like took your jersey and stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm just taking all the stuff. You yeah. can ask me for it later. Like, it's just, it's yeah, like, that, that it's, last game, I remember it's just like, all right, like, you guys are probably never going to see me again. 
<laughs> right. So yeah, I'm getting that's... I'm getting this gear and and being able you can fight me for it. You can yeah. take it out of my pay. Um yeah. Well, yeah, ultimately was we ended up ending even though it was sour. I was reading one of the stats, like we'd were the only team at that point in BCS to ever win, like have back to back seasons of 13 game wins. Really? Or more. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh God. And and yeah. Tebow had an insane, like it was like a record breaking BCS game. Like his oh, stack yeah, was something ridiculous of yeah, like that, what he I feel like that. he threw for like three, four hundred yards or something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of wow. nuts. Um, but yeah, it was like and then I obviously for like myself, I kind of that was the end of uh that was the end of the road. Like obviously Coach Meyer coached another year and yeah, and from there kind of backed out. Um yeah, and I was going to be done as well. Like I I got yeah. my bachelor's degree, mm-hmm. I was gonna be done. It wasn't until they went through spring. And then I think um, Guido was the long snapper at the time Mm -hmm. and he just wasn't up to snuff or whoever Mm -hmm. it was that was in. And I guess just Chaz and Caleb were just in Meyer's (laughs) ear and they were just like, you have to bring back Fairbanks to have him come back. And there, and, and it went through all spring and then he Mm -hmm. eventually called and was like, Hey, do you want to come back? And I'm like, sure, Mm -hmm. but I have no, I have no money. Yeah. He's like, well, what if we gave you half a scholarship? I'm like, then my answer is I'm half interested in coming back. <laughs> like, I, I don't have any money, coach. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's yeah. and so then like another week went by or whatever, and then he mm-hmm. finally called back and was like, okay, if you get in, it was it was a him, right? It was Hiram. Hiram comes uh, back Hiram, and says, yeah, like if you can get into if you can get into your master's program, we'll pay for it full way. And yeah. so that's when I'm like, well, then I got to find a master's program. So yeah. it was like <laughs> entrepreneurship or education. So that's when I went into education and my mm-hmm. family and my wife and I were like, well, we got to know, like, mm-hmm. it's, if I go back, it's, we're going to be so poor. Like we're going to be super <laughs> poor. Cause, cause, cause she gave birth to my oldest who turned 13 mm-hmm. on August 24th. Well, that was in the middle of two days. Yeah. So yeah, like I had, I had a baby and was starting the the redshirt senior year whatever and getting my master's degree all in the same year yeah so it was nuts it <sighs> was not the, that was not the plan but it ended up again it ended up being like the math was like one year of my master's was mm-hmm. like five grand more than four years of the undergraduate <laughs> like it was just at the end of the day it was like all right it was worth it yeah but, yeah. yeah i was, was in the scenario yeah i was in the scenario where like I was to come back my fifth year. I was going to be going into my second year of my master's program. And they were like, there was like no flexibility in the schedule. So like I would have had to miss like Tuesday and Wednesday and like show up on walkthrough. So I was like, there's yeah, like there's zero chance that like, I'm going to go through all off season training to then like never really even be at practice, which is didn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, It worked out for me just because I, you saw us. Yeah. You watched you watched us all this. You you watched us. It was we 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 were super stressful for 10 minutes and then we were off the rest of practice. Yeah. And we were just trying to stay busy mm-hmm. so nobody got mad at us and made every once in a while the punters would get in trouble and they would have to go into scout team and get like crushed by somebody <laughs> on the scout team. But otherwise, yeah. that's all we did. Well, Chris, this was awesome, man. I really appreciate you coming on and uh and reminiscing through that episode four. Yeah, I appreciate you. Uh, thanks for having me, and uh, it was definitely definitely fun to kind of 
provide a little bit of a uh, background and uh, kind of talk a little bit about my past. Heck yeah. Um, well, so for everybody watching and listening, so this, this is it. This is the end of our companion episodes for the untold Swamp Kings docuseries out of Netflix for the walk on podcast. So all of our podcasts moving forward are going to be um, interviews one-on-one with walk-ons that have played for across multiple sports, um, multiple years, mm-hmm. anything where they came on and then they went on to do great things for those teams, but they were walk-ons and that's how they started. And that's kind of the whole premise of what we want to move forward is sharing those particular stories. Cause Chris's story and my story and, 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 and Andrews and Vernon's and uh, Blackett's all these dudes that have been on to help kind of tell this story behind the scenes that's tied to our experience of Florida. I just know there's a lot of amazing stories that are out there of other dudes and, 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 and dudettes that have, have done this exact thing, walked on and have kind of defied what really makes any sense at all mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you do this to yourself to then kind of come out of the other side and have really good stories to tell. And I want to tell those stories because I think it's important. So mm-hmm. listen to future episodes. Um, you can subscribe on our YouTube channel. Um, you can go to any of the description links that we have below. Chris says you can find him in the streets. <laughs> He's got, if he, you're not going to find him on social. Apparently you can see some stuff he's trying to hawk on eBay, but if you uh, want to find him, you want to follow him, follow him in those streets and believe it at that. Uh, thanks everybody. Uh, thank you again, Chris. And we'll see everybody next time.